Walther Thien offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Walther Thien are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillan, the Chief Analyst at Wealth Within. And today with me I've got back Paul Ash, the President of the Australian Technical Analyst Association Victorian branch. Um, all round nice guy and also very experienced broker. So today I'd like to welcome him back. Hi Thank Paul, how are you doing? Thank you very much, Dale. I'm doing very well and how are you? Me, I'm fantastic. I mean, even though the market's been pulling back. The last few weeks, I think it's about five weeks now, we've been watching the market pull back. And I know we're getting a lot of people sort of wondering what the market's doing because it really, in essence, should be going up, but it keeps going down. So what I've what I've asked for the, for the listeners, obviously, what I've asked Paul to do is go back and look at the last 10 years and see where all the major pullbacks have been happening and what really has been going on with the marketplace. Because uh, is, this, is this a time for people to panic in the marketplace? Should they be getting out of their shares? Should they be buying shares? What, the sh what really should they be doing? And how should they be um, constructing their portfolios right now? So Paul's going to give us some pearls of wisdom. Um, he's got this beautiful smile on his face and uh, hopefully he's got some great things to talk to us about. But really, is today any abnormal compared to other periods of time? Things have been very strong for the last um, five years. And... Um People are getting used to a market rallying strongly and then coming off for 10, 15% in a month and then rallying again and then coming off for another month and then rallying again. And all of a sudden in the last um, three or four months, that isn't happening anymore and that's unsettling people and making people very nervous. It is, isn't it? Because we've had, we've had obviously uh, January, the market fell very, very heavily in January. It rallied for a few number of weeks after that. It fell away into March. That's right. March was a bit lower than what it was in the January period, and now we're getting down to that period again. And exactly, it, yes. it is quite interesting. And we've had other periods in time, such as the tech wreck, the Asia crisis, September 11th, uh, yeah. and the list goes on of different periods of time where the markets yes. had major pullbacks, not necessarily crashes, but major pullbacks, and what occurs after those. So and this pullback is different, and people are starting to sense it now. And um, and I've got the statistics that will just show you what's happening. Fantastic. I love statistics. <laughs> yeah, damn lies and statistics. Well, let's uh, start generally speaking. How many 10% pullbacks have we had in the last, say, 18 years? Um, we've had, according to my calculations, 15 of them, which is less than one a year. Mm, I, would have I, was, I would have been guessing about one a year. Mm. But the largest pullback we've had in all that time guess what? It's been in the November-January pullback, and that was a 24% pullback, and that's the biggest we've had for 18 years. In, in, in that space of time, is that what you're talking about? The, lar the largest pullback in 18 years has been the, the November-January pullback. Okay, so that's, so that's obviously, obviously that's not including 1987, the yes. crash, so since the 1987 crash. Yes. Okay, so I just wanted to clarify for people because they'd be saying, oh, the crash, what happened then? Yeah. So, which was, uh, which yeah. I believe was about a 50% fall. So we're going back to the early 90s here. Mm. Yes. Um, now, after we've had a big pullback, we've usually had a, a month or so down and then we've had a rally. But since that big pullback going into the, into the low in January, we've had another pullback February to March of 15% plus and then... Just recently, since mid-May to now, we've had a, now another 12% plus uh, pullback. So this is starting to really un unsettle people. So in essence, we've had 
more, I mean, what you were just saying a minute ago that we've had roughly just under one 12% pullback in any 12-month period. And now we've had three in, and we've uh, had three in eight six months. months. Yeah. Well, since November. Yes. Yeah, so we've had three. So what we're doing now is, is abnormal, totally abnormal. So, exactly. So is this a time for people to panic or not? Panic is never the best way to do it because then your emotions take over and emotions, it has been proven, are not a good, uh, a good um, indicator about what to do. I would agree with that. I yes. would definitely agree with that. Any psychology book yeah. will tell you that. You need to be uh, controlled and, and on top of your emotions to make rational, sensible decisions. I think people often, when the market is pulling back, obviously they're, they're losing money and, and they're watching their shares go down. Now, obviously, we've had three of these what I would call major pullbacks, not crashes. Major pullbacks. Uh, quite often the word crash gets bandied around and that's not occurring right now because no. a crash is more than 25%, yep. um, which we haven't had uh, and we're not likely to. The market is still going down a little bit at the moment, so yes. we may end up at a, a pullback. I know back in 19... Uh, sorry, back into, the, into March 2003, over that 13 months between February 2002... In March 2003, there was about a 22% pullback from memory. Yes. Which was a nice, slow stage sort of pullback. It wasn't Over those... 11 months it mm. was, Dale, yes. So it was a, it was a nice pullback and it wasn't mm. too dramatic. And a lot of yeah. people wouldn't um, have got emotional about that sort of period. But exactly. in my mind, obviously, looking at where are the opportunities right now for people are saying, well, should do I need to be selling down my portfolio? Do I need to be getting a property or, or yes. cash or somewhere else? Or where should I be investing? Is the share market still a really good place to invest in? Well, I think it is because there's some really good value uh, stocks out there. And uh, if you look at the fundamentals, which I prefer not to do usually, but in times like this, it's always good to look at the fundamentals. There are stocks out there that are paying good dividends, still making good profits, and have good prospects for the future. Mm. And when people settle down out of all this um, nervousness and, and panic that they're, that they're entering into now, they're going to realise, hey, these stocks are, are paying good dividends and uh, the prospects are good for the future. Let's get in and, um, and we're going to see some good capital gains from these low areas that these stocks are trading at the moment. Well, I know our, our average PE ratio is roughly about 15 or 16% on our 15 it's actually, 16 on market, yeah. It's actually 12.228 at the moment. Yeah, so it's so what we're doing is about 30% undervalued, exactly. the, the stocks. And, so, and that's almost correlating to how much the market's actually mm. fallen in price because if we're looking at 15% again, as you mentioned in the last um, few weeks, um, basically from our, uh, where it was in the early January, we're probably down um, since November, probably starting to get closer to that 20% mark. Yes. So the market in as, as, a, as a whole is actually undervalued right now. And eventually everything goes back to full value. Event and then eventually always, goes overvalued, yes. which is... So therefore, as I said, as Paul was saying, there is some really, really good value in probably some of those banking stocks we're looking yes. at are paying. They're particularly undervalued, the banking stocks. Mm. Now, I, in my personal opinion, I think they've got a little bit more to go in those banking stocks. I agree with you there, Dale. Uh, yes. And my my guess at the moment probably would be about 10%. So mm. I think from a from an investment point of view, it's more of a, a long-term perspective mm. uh, for anybody looking to get into, into that area. And the reason I think the banks have got a more to go is because uh, all the newsletters out of America say that there is a lot more subprime write-offs to go. So there's a lot more of the credit crunch to unfold out of America. And just by dent of that happening, then the Australian 
credit market is going to be affected. Oh, absolutely, because it just does. It's a byproduct, isn't it? People think, oh, the banks in America are having trouble, so therefore the yeah. banks in Australia are going to have trouble. Whereas yes. ours are very stable banks, and so. Well, our our, our banks aren't uh, are only like one or two percent affected, uh, one or two percent involved in uh, in the subprime issues. So. Um, why are they coming down like the American banks? So again, Correct. better value than America. They should be hanging up there. They should be stronger than the American banks, but they don't seem to be. Well, I know their profit margins are higher because there's not as much competition here and, and therefore they make a lot more money. I mean, how often do we see the banks going, oh, well, we've just made another record profit of some mm. so many billions of dollars because they're charging us high fees, obviously. So to me, there's, there's long-term good prospects in those shares if people are... Know, three to ten years in their in their outlook for buying banks so I don't have a problem with them buying them now but there's probably going to be more downside yes. in the short term so wait for the technical signals to buy back into the banks I mean the banks will rally but when is the point so let the charts tell you when to buy to me that's when you're investing in trading the share market people don't ever ever worry about the upside while the market's going nice they don't have a problem in the world but it's only when it's going down like it is now that we start to see people getting nervous and panicking because, and the real, is, the real reason is they don't know how to sell and they don't know where's yes. the right spot to get out because, oh, if I sell it now, it might go up tomorrow and then it might get back to where I paid for it. So they hang on and then it goes further down and the more it goes down, the more they don't want to sell it because the more money they've lost. And, and so the exactly. whole cycle yes. goes on. And I know that's what a lot of people are thinking. They're going, yeah, that's me. I've held on. And I've had a few people... Too late to sell now. Yeah. It's too late to sell. Oh, it'll eventually come back to what I want. And to me, eventually is a long word and eventually could be two, three, four years. Um, and there's opportunities in other shares that they could be getting into if they cleaned up their portfolio. So one of the golden rules that I, I, I know that you would use and I use all the time is cut losses short. Exactly. And let your yeah. profits run. So... And that's what we've done with our clients is trying to minimise any downside to actually yes. get that upside running now. I'd say you probably outperform some of the major funds in Australia. Oh, absolutely. I mean, obviously, the, the returns that we've been getting are not typical at the moment. I mean, obviously, nobody's getting 20 30% anymore. No. It's just not possible. So, but, our, but based on the statistics I'm seeing coming out of the market is, is it, our clients are, are much, much better off yes. uh, from what we're doing than what they Albeit are. Albeit they're not, they're not getting the 15 20% growth a year. Correct. And they can't expect to get those sorts of returns because mm. to try and get that in this market is almost impossible. But I noticed that when you've done your research, you've got there of how much the market bounces after it stops. And I've got, I know you've got some statistic there for us. But this yep. is a really interesting fact is obviously when the market stops falling, it's going to start to rise. So, and Paul, after all those, we've got, as we mentioned earlier, the September 11th tech wreck, Asia crisis, uh, you know, uh, whatever, all those other yes. different things, August last year, January this year. So the market will bounce. So what's the typical bounce that we've seen in the last five to 10 years? Well, since uh, the turn of the century, uh, 2000, um, we've had a very strong market. In fact, from March 03 to May 06, three years plus, 100% rally in the market. And right in the middle of that rally, we had um, we had the tsunami, which everyone would thought uh, would uh, would crash the market to some degree. Yeah, and we even had Osaka's uh, earthquake in Japan then, Correct. I believe too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but we, all we had was a one-month pullback at the end of that of 11% pullback, and then um, then another one-year rally of a 36% rally then, and then another one-month pullback, and then uh, the final rally taking us up to November, uh, a lot shorter in time, but uh, very potent in price, 25% rally. So that was between September and November? 
That was between August and November. Somewhere August, so yes. a little bit longer than that. Yes. But that was a nice, very, very nice rally. Yes. So, and we haven't really had a strong rally this year, have we? No. Well, we've had rallies, but they've been interspersed by the bigger down downside uh, falls that we've had. Mm. So basically, yes. you're saying that once we find a bottom on this market, we should get a really strong rally, probably in the order of twenty plus percent on the cards. Um, but when you look at it on, from a year-to-year -year basis, oh, the market's only up 5% the, for the year. But if you, can, if you can get in soon after it, it bases and starts to rally, then you can perhaps expect to get 15 even 20%. Hmm. Which is what I would, But your timing yeah. has to be good. Correct. And that's what we're sort of saying to our clients is like, let's just be patient right now. Yes. Um, and once we, because the, I mean, obviously the, there's an old saying in the market that wealth is a transference from the impatient to the patient. Oh, so, yes. And I know it's very, yes. very hard to be patient right now with people's, with their portfolios because they're going, oh, it's going down. It's going down. The, the market last year in calendar last year made about 15%. Roughly, yeah. so that was the market. This year, we've lost all of that. So yes. if your portfolio hasn't been doing much in the last 18 months to two years, that's not unusual, but don't stay out of the market because when it does turn, yeah. you will be making some money and you'll make yes. good money in a quick turnaround time. Well, further to, to your saying that from the patient to the impatient, it's also transference of money from the amateurs to the professionals. So the professionals can see all this high emotion exiting of stocks and they're getting in there when they're buying value. Okay. So the trick right now is to is to be prepared. Have your money. Try to think like a professional. Try to think like a Don't think emotionally. If you are looking at buying shares at the moment, uh, it expects a little bit more downside. But when it turns, it's going to turn quite nicely and yes. make some quick money for you. But don't try and speculate, I think, on some of those small stocks. I know there's a lot of people yeah. trying to buy small mining stocks right now and they're getting burnt. Mm. So to me, it's the big stocks, it's the safe ones. If you've got a long-term three, five, ten-year outlook, then you know buying things right now is not a big issue as long as they're top stocks. But uh, do expect there might be a little bit more downside. Most but of the action is in the top 50, and that that's the way we will be when there's uncertainty about the direction of the market. Okay, so there's the hot tip from the expert is to get ready for the run to, to move up to the top. So I think we'll close it up there for this week. I've, I've enjoyed chatting with you again, Paul, and uh, hopefully we can give you some more market insights in the future. So, um, but uh, happy to, 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 to chat with you again and I uh, hope you've enjoyed yourself and I hope everybody's had a good time listening to it. It's been great, Dale. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillan, the Chief Analyst at Wealth Within, here with Paul Ash, the President of the Australian Technical Analyst Association, Victorian Branch. I look forward to chatting with you again next week. Take care. Thank you. Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. To learn how you too can maximise your investment returns, call 1300 Share Trade.